Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. We are continuing our series on inflation and interest rates at the moment. And in this episode, we'll be taking you through how interest rates and inflation are intimately linked to each other. Also, we'll be touching on fiscal policy and what governments can do to also help inflation. In the next episode, we'll actually tell you about why interest rates are high right now and why inflation is as well. So that would be really interesting to apply everything that you've heard in the last four episodes to what is happening in the world today. As always, we thank you for your support. So please do go and follow us on Instagram where you'll get insights into different lessons that we've been through already, as well as pictures of Guillaume and I in various funny settings. Also, if you have any suggestions, just DM us on Instagram about topics you'd like us to see in the future. We've got Bitcoin and Treasury coming up. We've also got some special interviews about the career of a treasurer coming up as well in September. We're really excited about, but we're always willing to learn more about what you want to know about Treasury. And with that, on with the episode. So the how interest rates are affected, mm-hmm. I understand. Okay. Good. How, and I hope everyone at home does as well. <laughs> that's a lot. It's a very difficult Yeah, that's con- a lot. Of it's a very technical conversation. True. Um, how does the central bank decide what the interest rate should be? Ah, so now the why would they do all that, right? Yes. So it comes back to what we talked about earlier to their monetary policy. So we have to bear in mind that one of the major roles of central banks is to promote a sustainable economic growth, right? They want to have a controlled and predictable inflation rate in the economy and ensure that there are not too much unemployment. For instance, the ECB and also the Federal Reserve at the moment target inflation rate is 2% because this is the inflation rate that they assess to be the one that allows the development of the economy by promoting investments and keep a rather low unemployment rate. Monetary policy is one of the tools to control that. Now, some events might come and disturb all this, such as financial crisis or world pandemics, for instance. Okay, so... There's this link you just made between interest rates and inflation. Yes. So if we go back again, earlier we explained that inflation is the rising cost of goods and services in the economy. Yes. And interest rates yeah. are is the cost of borrowing or storing money. Yes. Right? Yes. So how are the two of those linked exactly? So let's break down inflation a bit. Inflation is the measure of raising prices and is linked to many different factors. As for a lot of economic factors, I like to look at them from a supply and demand perspective. What make prices go up? Well, the first reason can be more demand from the customers. So more money in the system means more money available to buy things on the long term, right? The increase, a second reason could be the increase in production costs because of the price of raw materials, for instance. And fiscal policy of one country could also be a third driver. For instance, if certain taxes are cut, it means more money available to the businesses to invest or redistribute to their employees, linking back to the two previous factors we just mentioned. So we are looking at the first factor here. More money in the system means lower interest rates. If you take money out of the system, there will be less demand from the customers. 
And on top of that, the interest rates will rise and incentivize people to save their money. And that impacts inflation because if the demand for goods goes down, then the cost also goes down. Supposedly, yes. yes. So the link between interest rates and inflation mm-hmm. is that if you want to reduce inflation, yeah. you want people to be buying less stuff. Exactly. So the reason is that, so for example, right now we have this global pandemic. Mm-hmm. The supply... Coming to an end, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> But the aftershocks, at least, exactly. are still here. Yeah. So the supply of fuel, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. is super low. That is causing the yes. cost of that to go up. Yes. Right? So because of this inflation, the economy is super high, mm-hmm. largely driven by fuel, but other factors as Energy well. Energy and a lot of things. Exactly. Indeed. Um, so costs are high because supply is low. Yes. And demand is still where it was or increasing. Exactly. So they want to decrease the demand of fuel because yes. supply is low. Yes. So to make people use less fuel, let's mm-hmm. say, or to use less energy, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, stop spending your money. Yes. And people are like, hey, I want to spend my money. Mm-hmm. So they say, okay, we're going to make it really interesting for you to save your money. Exactly. Right? So instead yeah. of you spending your money, you're going to want to leave it in a bank and accumulate interest, right? Exactly. Uh, by having a really good interest rate. And we yeah. talked about how they make the interest rate really good previously. Yeah. Um, so they make the interest rate really interesting. Mm-hmm. So people save their money, so they spend less. So the demand for these things goes down. Yes. And therefore, hopefully, the cost of them goes down and therefore inflation comes back under control. So that was the summary you just did, Usam, is perfectly accurate. But we tackle only the first factor, right? We also touched upon production costs and fiscal policy. And they are not directly linked to interest rate, or at least at first sight. But an increase in production costs can be tackled in two ways. You either keep the same amount of product manufactured, and then your costs go up. So you need to pass them on to the customers, right? So you increase the price of your goods. Um, or you lower the amount of product manufactured, and therefore you sell less. But if in the meantime, the customers are incentivized into consuming less anyways because of higher interest rates, the right thing to do might be to lower the amount of good produced. And last but not least, central banks, as we just touched upon earlier, are independent institutions, but obviously work closely with governments. So a favorable or unfavorable fiscal policy will always be aligned with a favorable or unfavorable interest rates policy depending on the direction the government and those institutions want to take for the economy. Can you clarify fiscal policy? So fiscal policy is, for instance, let's take a very accurate example. In Belgium, taxes on salary are rather high. We can, I think uh, we can... I've, uh, I've honestly, noticed, yes. We can honestly say that. If tomorrow the government wants you to spend more money, to invest more money into the economy, rather than taxing you, let's take a basic example, rather than taxing you 50% on all the incomes you make, they will maybe tax you 25%, which means at the end of the month, you have much more money available to spend, right? Mm -hmm. So by adjusting their fiscal policy, they can incentivize people to spend less or more money. Let's take the other way around. They want you to spend much less money because inflation goes up to the roof. So they say, bon, look, Hussam, rather than taxing you 50% on your salary, on all your incomes, I'm going to tax you 70%. So you have even less money at the end of the month, so less money to spend. 
This is rather a basic example, but if you apply that to businesses or to any specific industries, for instance, you can incentivize the amount of money spent into this industry or the amount of money available. Okay. So does this make sense? So fiscal policy is how the government uh, uses taxation or other forms of um, government revenue, let's mm -hmm. say, uh, and government spending to also adjust. At the end of the day, all of this is adjusting how people in the economy or entities or businesses in the economy spend or save their money. Yes. I mean, fiscal policy is about that, but also about a lot of other things, right? How do you finance and fund the government, for instance? So this is one of the collateral effects, sometimes one of the used tools to drive the economy. But fiscal policy is also basically how to drive the spending and the earnings of a government. So it's not only that. It's a whole intricated world we are talking about here, yeah. which makes it super interesting and super complicated to tackle. But it's indeed one of the two, yeah. So fiscal policy is more what the government uses yeah. to affect supply of money, amongst yeah. other things. Um, and then monetary policy is what more the central banks would use to affect. And they both work together to exactly. influence um, how much money is in the economy yeah. as one thing, and therefore in, uh, inflation and things like this as well. Yeah. Very clear.